Hey, what's up everybody? Today is July 27th, 2018. And I want to get into a little bit of football sports talk. And more specifically, the Oakland, the currently Oakland Raiders, the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, the soon-to-be just Raiders in general. So I want to give you my guys' or I want to give you guys my perspective on last year's Oakland Raiders, the year before that, the last, well actually the last couple years of the Oakland Raiders, uh, this year coming up and what I see for the next tentatively about four years. And I know that's a lot to discuss in one hour, but bear with me, we're going to get it through it. But first off, let me start off by saying... 2018 football season is we're in July, we're late July about to be August we're a month and a half away I think the games start up pregame preseason starts up in September uh, I don't have that schedule in front of me I don't really care I do watch it because I get tired of watching you know baseball baseball is currently on like that's all that's on uh, it's pretty fun when it's basketball baseball a little bit football a little bit, hockey a little bit, when there's all kinds of sports, and every game seems to be like an important one. But right now, it's just baseball, and baseball's mulling through their long, really long season. But anyways, I wanted to give my predictions before the season starts, and I want to come back to it as the season goes, and I'm a Raider fan, so this is going to be a Raider podcast channel in in essence. Um, but that's just because that's my team. I follow them around, um, follow them everywhere, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm all about it. I got Raider buddies. Uh, everybody talks smack about them, so it's it's all good. Um, but let me get into the two. I think it's the 2018, 2019 season coming up. I see us going 11 and five. I know. That is. For the Oakland Raiders, that is a bold prediction. Although nobody predicted two years ago under Jack Del Rio that we're going to be 12 and four, um, they kind of snuck up and bit everybody. Um, we plugged them. We plugged games away that season. No, oh, that was a fantastic season. I couldn't believe it. Uh, going at the end of that season, you know, Derek Carr gets injured and he misses the playoffs, and we blow a playoff game. In Houston, I believe, but it's neither here nor there. That was water under the it's water under the bridge. Now, last season we were seven and nine. We lost a handful of close games, man. I mean, the Eagles comes to mind, Dallas comes to mind, um, the Chargers, I think, once or twice. I think Kansas City, we lost a nail-biter in Kansas City. I, no, did they blow us out? I'm not sure. I think even the Denver games. I think we swept Denver. Oy. Um, but we had a rough season last year. I mean, we got blown out by the Patriots, blown out by Washington and Washington, blown out. I mean, we completely shellacked. I think the last game of the season, I think we lost to the Chargers. It was a B. But, like I said, that's water under the bridge now. That's That was last season. Nothing to do with this season. And everything to do with this season. The 7-9 Raiders, the 12-4 and 4 Raiders, and I think before that they were like the 4-10 Raiders. Or I don't know what they were. 
Jack Del Rio. We're going to start there. Well, we started with the prediction of 11-5. Jack Del Rio, uh, he did his work for a while. I mean, who could imagine? He took us to 12-4 with the healthy Derek Carr. I think we beat Houston. We get a playoff victory. It's hard to erase him even after the disastrous season that was last year. But he did a fantastic job, man. I mean, this is football. This is business. This is money. This is uh they got to win. It's just point blank. They're getting into a new stadium. They don't got no time for four subpar seasons. We want winning seasons, and the fans want winning seasons. The NFL wants winning seasons. Um, the Raiders want a Super Bowl. I mean, that should be the goal of every team. But for whatever reason, some teams it's not the goal. Some some teams it's just the goal to play the game, entertain, and and I can, Dallas comes to mind. It's more about the stadium, more about the fans' enjoyment, more about you know, not necessarily winning the football game. If they Dallas really wanted to win football games, they would knock off with all the media. They would. He wouldn't have built VIP seats and the entrance tunnels and all that stuff. You know, Jerry World, whatever. Um, this season coming up, like I said, I believe we're gonna go eleven to five. I believe the pieces are there. Call me crazy, but I think Derek Carr is not only a superstar franchise quarterback. In the realm of quarterbacks in the AFC, I mean, who's really ahead of him? Phillip Rivers, obviously Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. But then when you start thinking about it, the quarterback talent kind of dips off once you get past the perennial championship winners, and that's... That used to be Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was in that mix. It was Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Roethlisberger. And I think those three quarterbacks... Oh, actually, there's Joe Flacco, too. But outside of Peyton, Tom, and, and Ben, they represented the AFC, I think, like... 10 out of 12 years or something like that. Some weird number. And then you start looking down the list. I mean, depends what you guys think of uh, the boy over there in Cincinnati. Can't think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, not AJ Green. That's the receiver, but it is uh, the the Red Rifle. I can't think of his name. That's how long it's been without football, um, and I'm just shooting off the hip here. But let's 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 take a look at it. Uh, is Flacco elite? I actually think he's a really good quarterback. Um, he can stand in the pocket. He's not afraid of anybody. Uh, those are some really good qualities. And some people see somebody coming at them, and the first instinct is to run. And no, you can't do that. Um, but then you start, you look at the Browns as a total mess. You look at the Patriots divisions, the Jets are a mess. The Dolphins had Jay Cutler last year. The Bills had. Tyrod Taylor, and they benched him for some dude that threw five picks. Goes back into the game, takes him to the playoffs, and they lose to the Jags. And we're going to segue there to the Jags division, which is Blake Bortles, Andrew Luck, maybe. Uh, I think it's just Deshaun Watson. And who is the quarterback of... Oh, and um, Marcus Mariota. Is the Titans quarterback. So you got those. I mean. 
Deshaun Watson's got promise. I don't know what's going to happen with him. But moving to the AFC West, you had Alex Smith, which you could put him up there as having fantastic numbers year in and year out. Game manager or not, uh, check down pass or not, his numbers are there, and Andy Reid's scheme helped. Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. He does what he does. He's never had a solid defense. Uh, but his numbers are what they are, too. He's always a solid quarterback. Never really injured. Durable. Uh, and competes. He, he, if they're losing the game, he's still trying to huddle around, you know, quickly and get things done. Um, and he's beaten us like that a number of times where we've kind of had the lead and then he just goes into the quick pace, man, and he just starts lining it up. Um, and then you had Alex Smith, you had Philip Rivers, and then you had last year was, wow, I can't think, who was, yeah, it was Alex Smith, Philip Rivers, and, boy, who was the Broncos quarterback? Brock, Brock Osweiler for a minute? I don't know, but their quarterback situation was a mess. So if you start ranking the quarterbacks in the, in the AFC, just in the AFC, you got your top, I think your top two is Tom and Ben. And I think both of those dudes are on, and now officially going to, uh, Tom might just die off next season. I, I believe the Super Bowl loss that, was his last oorah. And it's just not going to happen for the Patriots anymore. The team's in shambles. There's, I think they know Tom Brady's time is expiring. You can't beat Father Time. Nobody can beat it. Nobody can overcome. And all it takes is one sack. And they're going to have to shade and protect Tom, Tommy the best they can. And that's going to cause O-line issues, running back issues, receiving issues. So I think officially now that nobody is deathly scared of the Patriots. And now that they people know, like, if you can sack him, it's just one bad tackle away from a knee injury. And then he will be done. There won't be no coming back. There won't be no coming back from a shoulder injury at his tender age of a 39 or 40 or however, however old he is. Ben, same thing. Uh, love him or hate him. You got to keep in mind that he's an injury away, too, from missing four games in a season. He's a tackle or high knee sprint. What do they call his injuries? He's always missing games for it. I mean, his number's running low, too. So the AFC in general, I like to start at Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr's young. He's up and coming. I know he's got injury issues as well. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. But I think he can grow into a solid quarterback, and not and beyond solid. I probably think I would. I I don't want to say elite because everybody throws that around without any proof. But he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be in the top two or three in the AFC, in the entire AFC for the next couple of years coming up. So we start there. Like I said, the the Raiders going eleven and five. Um, looking at the schedule, the first game. Versus the Rams, 
Uh, okay, well, let me let me backtrack. We got Derek Carr. We've got the new piece, and it's probably the most crucial piece of this whole thing, and that's John Gruden. Uh, most people don't understand head coaching. I certainly don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know how to run the ins and outs of a football program or a football anything. But I can tell you, as I am self-employed, I do know what it's like when there's four or five, six people uh, working for you or just at your job. And one guy's just slacking off and he's just doing the bare minimum. Another guy's doing all the work and people are watching him. People are standing around. I do know what it's like to deal with things like that and, and then come up with a game plan. You know, my day, and I'll get into my days, but my day starts off every day. And I'm sure Gruden says it too. Every day it's about, my alarms go off at 3 I snooze until about three thirty. I'm up by four. Whatever it is I'm doing, it don't. And I don't even need an alarm, but I put it anyways because there's an odd chance that the one random day I sleep in, I snooze it till six a.m. Boom, you know, wow, it could just throw off my whole week. So I set them anyways, even though I don't need them. And my day starts there. And I know already from the night before, I mentally prepped this, this, and this, and that, and that, and that, and A, B, and C, and one, two, and three should go down like this. If it doesn't, I'm going to have uh, backup plans for everything. And if the backup plans fails, you always come up with another thing. Uh, I already plan for... You can never tell what's going to happen. You could just show up to work and a battery be dead. Flat tire. Something doesn't start. There's no gas at the gas station. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I work construction, by the way. Uh, so you got to come up and you got to think quick. You got to think fast. You got to know if this isn't working, what is your next step? If you need this part to do this thing, and where do you get it? Where do you locate it? And I just know, I've been doing my job for a long time, I know. John Gruden, Chucky, he's been doing football for a long, long time. When he was younger, uh, I, didn't, I don't get the fanfare that people had with him. He was a good coach. And not to knock the man, he's a fantastic coach and he knows plays. He's got plays, he's got backups to backup plays. He's got... You know, spider, banana, ham, cheese, croissants, 42 right, X-wing. He's got it all. And he knows if that doesn't work and he what he's got, this guy is fast, that guy is slower, this guy is a bruiser. He knows. He can do things. He's seen plays. Um, he's got a mind up there. Back at, Like I said, back in the day, the fanfare with him was he he kind of embodied the Raiders. He looked mean. Um, he stalked the sidelines, much like if you watch any old Al Davis footage, he's just stalking the sidelines. Like he wants to hurt somebody, but he's too cool and calm to do it. Chucky did the same thing. He looked, he always looked pissed off. And like he wanted to hurt the other team by with his team. And that was just in his go at it. 
However, in my eyes, he didn't deliver. Yeah, multiple seasons. There was a number of years run there where we lost to Baltimore. We lost to the Patriots. And, you know, I don't even want to bring up the Patriots at this moment. But we were always sort of right there, right there, right there. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get over the ledge. Um, couldn't couldn't get it done. And is it his fault? No. Is it Al Davis's fault? No. Is it the players' fault? No. But for whatever reason, it didn't happen. We didn't get over the hump. We didn't win our fourth championship. It just didn't happen. Davis seizing the moment, traded him off to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had a fantastic year. Not gonna knock the. They didn't have a fantastic year, but I don't believe if uh, I don't believe he wins the Super Bowl if he's not playing the Raiders, and I don't believe, and I actually fully believe that now because the years after Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, I think he had a golden season or two, but I mean didn't uh, accumulate into a into a Super Bowl victory. You just and as a matter of fact, my friend is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and he was glad to see Gruden go because we couldn't. That team at that time could not get past the Carolina Panthers. It was our mortal enemies. As a matter of fact, one year they were both I think seven and one or eight and one, and then the Panthers whipped them, and the Buccaneers finished at nine and seven or eight and eight. And that was the last straw. They lost the last, I don't know how many games in a row to send them to that record. But Chucky since then has sat behind the booth. He's seen numerous players go in and go out. He's studied film. He's had plenty of time. And you know, and I know that he watches that AFC tuck roll game. He knows it. He watches it. He's seen it. He lived it. It's seared into his mind. It's seared. There's just things that you see and you just know and you just want in your heart. And that's that's one of those things. Could you imagine had he won the Super Bowl the year the Patriots tuck ruled the Raider the Raiders and he goes on, he's a young head coach, he wins he maybe he knocks off two with the Raiders. But then, you know, maybe at that point he goes to the booth. And now he's just this this teacher, this guru, this... He's got the rings, and currently he's got one. Um, but I, I just have a, a feeling that he's been eyeballing the AFC for a long time. If he was ever going to return, he was going to return to the AFC. And I think he's been secretly plotting against the Patriots for a very, very long time. As much as... Uh, Hatred as I had towards the Patriots, he probably does as well. And I, and, you know, I was high school when that happened, and you know, I'm 15 years removed out of high school, and I can't just I can just imagine Gruden's the same way. He's 15 years removed from that game, 16, 17 years removed from it, and he's just like it's seared into his head. That's one of those games, like I said in another podcast, it's one of those games that's goes down in football lore as just one of those games that people can't get over. They're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about until I'm an old man and 
you can't find the footage of that film anymore. I'm all, I'm always gonna remember it. And until and I think until we embarrass the Patriots the same way, I'd love to be the team that does them dirty. You know, takes Brady out in the playoffs and ends his career. I, that would be that would be my ultimate like yes. Like I could get behind that game. I would forever be would cement my forever forever, you know, whoever it was that did did the tackle, I would probably buy their jersey or whatever. Hang up that I'm gonna frame that picture on my wall. Just cause it's like I said, it's fifteen years later, the Raiders had have have had one winning season. But I think Gruden is ready. Um and I'm gonna get back to this in a second, but I think he's ready, so Let's start. Let's get this schedule underway. We got all kinds of players. And I can't talk about everybody. I'm just going to talk about a little bit of Derek Carr and quarterback situations. Gruden. And we got Khalil Mack. I'm going to throw Khalil Mack in there. Uh, touch on him for a few minutes. He's he's a beast. We haven't paid the man yet. But he's going to be terrorizing absolutely every offense for as long as he's healthy and on the Raiders. And he will be a Raider long, long, I would say, for a long time. I don't know how it's the lifespan of, uh, you know, defenders in the NFL, but he's going to surpass that. He might have a Ray Lewis-esque career. That's where I see Khalil Mack eventually getting to. DeMarcus Ware and, uh, you know, had a long career. And Von Miller is going to have a long career, and we have a Khalil Mack. And I don't know, you put those two head-to-head, and it's always going to be... The Denver Broncos games are always going to be a defensive struggle. That's just what it is from here on out. Until Von Miller's not on the team, or Khalil Mack's not on the team, and we got to find another way, or they got to find another way. But Khalil Mack is that special. Um... He seemingly he heats up as the season goes on. Uh, responsible for I don't know how many sacks a game now. Uh, he's just trending. He is skyrocketing as one of the most elite defenders of uh, that has ever probably been in the silver and black, and that's saying a lot. But jumping out of that, let me get the schedule. We got the first game against the Rams, and you can't tell me that John Gruden isn't going to throw the entire book at the rookie quarterback at the young head coach he's going to he's going to go ham I'm going to call it now it's going to be a high scoring game but we are not going to slow down settle down or do anything of the nature but put up 30 plus points on the Rams in that defense that's supposed to be this monstrous tightness. You got Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue and everybody else. I think Talib's over there. Gruden knows that. And Gruden is here to send a message. Not only on Monday Night Football where he was once calling games. And he's been, he was calling games for many years. But to send a message to anybody watching Monday Night Football. And to send a message to the entire AFC. And pretty much he's going to put the whole NFL on notice. That he is not only back. This isn't a fluke. But... He's going to win. And if you're going to come play Oakland, in Oakland, you better button down, batten down all of your 
notes, you better come with it because we're not going to not come with it. And you're going to have to beat us in a slugfest, and that's all there is to it. In this game against the Rams, the opening game, it's a Monday night football game. It comes on at 720. I'm not sure if Eastern or Pacific time. But I take that as a win. I think he absolutely throws the hammer at the Rams. He's going to lay down the hammer, and it's going to send a message to the rest of the NFL. Chalk that up as a W. Moving right along. We go to Denver, our first divisional game. Denver's still on this trending sideways and cricket and trying to not go down, but trying to somewhat spike itself up. We win. Um, like I said, Gruden's got a lot on quarterbacks. He knows probably, he probably knows all the quarterback situation over there. He will be able to put the defenders in the right place to make it happen. And this is not a veteran quarterback. I think we're going to get, I don't know who the Broncos got. I think they actually drafted somebody. No, they got uh, Case Keenum. Gruden knows. I mean, you're not, if this was Tom Brady, if this was uh, Aaron Rodgers, we might no. But this is not them. This is Case Keenum. Good night. There's 2-0. Then we're at Miami. Another team in quarterback shambles. We were rolling along. The confidence is sky high with the Raiders. It's a tough match because we didn't play well in Miami for whatever reason. But we'll we'll get the victory. That'll be our first game where we are level-headed. We might win 17 to 10 or something like that. Coming home, we got Cleveland week four. I'm going to try to actually make it to this game. It's on the end of September. It's right around my birthday. So as anybody who knows me personally, I, tre- I trek up there from you know the L.A. area. Roll out there for four, five, six, seven days. Stay up there in the Bay Area. Hang out. Party hard. Do the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, I'm trying to get to do the Alcatraz now in my older years, but it's a, it's a fiasco doing it. You have to schedule weeks in advance, and I don't know. But coming home, we're not taking an L to Baker Mayfield and company and Hugh Jackson. We're just not. So right there is 4-0. And you can, if you can understand my logic to this point, understand that we are 4-0 after week four. Heading into week five at the Chargers, it's the first toss-up game because the Chargers whipped us, I think, twice last year. But it, uh, with the amount of confidence after four weeks of wins, we should be able to overcome the Chargers. I'm going to give us the win anyways. Uh, some of you may disagree. But that's how I see that game. Week five, we got the Chargers. I think we're five and zero, oh. um, and I think we bloody up the Chargers. We may just roll. I don't think we roll them, but it's going to be a dog fight. And at the end of it, we got younger players and a younger quarterback and, and younger defenders. And I know they got Joey Bosa over there, but we're going to handle him. Uh, Philip Rivers is waning in his in his twilight years as well, so. Yeah, the Chargers, I think we're 5-0. Heading into week six, heading to London, heading to play the Seahawks. This is a trick, a trap. You just cannot tell what this game will be because everybody has 
Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC West as being this golden boy that's going to come shining through them and save San Francisco and get them to 12 wins. Um, and then you know what the Rams are doing. And then you know that the Seahawks are there. And then you you think about the Cardinals and the way the Cardinals play those teams usually. So what do you... This This game... And I think sneakily, I don't see the Rams having their, I don't think it, uh, they have that, that mojo that they had last year winning, going 13-3 and or whatever they went, 14-2. and two. I don't know, I'm not sure what the record was. But I think this year they get brought back down to earth and they might go 11-5, and five, maybe 10-6, and six, maybe 12-4. But Seahawks will be right there. They will be nine wins, ten wins, maybe eleven's a stretch, but I'd see definitely a ten in their future. And I say that because now they're gonna unleash Russell Wilson. That defense, even though it's in shambles right now, I think there's a lot of pride that that team has, and they're and Russell Wilson now that they're gonna just let him drive the car full throttle. I think they're putting up points and that defense has time to tee off on other teams because they're, they're going to score points. Anyways, I believe that's our first loss of the season is to the Seahawks because they're going to be surprised. They might be 3-2 uh, and two at that point, but it's going to be a dogfight. And that's going to be actually a good game for England or London, wherever they play. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic game. Um, although it's going to come on at like 6 in the morning over here I don't know if I want to wake up that early to watch the Raiders but I mean I will anyways so I believe we are 5-1 and one after week 6 heading home we play Indianapolis we're killing them fools uh, Andrew Luck can he play can he not play don't know anybody know what they got on defense don't anybody know who they got on offense other than T.Y. Hilton uh, and it all basically the whole team is revolves around Andrew Lucky, can he play or can he not play? But with that said, nobody knows that, so they take a fat loss. And I think we, after losing to the Seahawks in week six, uh, actually we have a bye week in between the Seahawks and Indianapolis, and that's why we will roll them over. Uh, I think Chucky will be mad. He will absolutely go berserk during the bye week, and Indianapolis will, f- will feel the full wrath of it, and Marshawn... That cupcake defense has had trouble with running backs for a long time. Marshawn is going to go ham. At San Francisco, that's in, this is another golden game. Okay, so after Indianapolis, we are now 6-1. At San Francisco, this is, a, this is a win. This is a total win. I am not a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he probably is a good quarterback, but th- those last six games at the end of the season... Last year, even though I wouldn't say it's a fluke, they pretty much caught teams sleeping. And I think at that point they were, I don't know, one and eight or some something along those whatever they were, two and ten, and then they just miraculously popped off six wins or oh and ten or whatever they were. Yeah, the teams were sleeping on them. Garoppolo, Garoppolo is capable. However. Nobody is sleeping on them because nobody's going to take those losses anymore. 
their defense isn't that great as you would want to say, and their offense isn't that great. You know, they can dust off the playbook. You know, Garoppolo, like I said, Garoppolo is capable. But are they going to go 12-4 and four like the Rams? Or are they going to get past the Seahawks? No. They're probably a 9-7 and seven team, 8-8. Eight and eight. And we, we're going to roll them. Uh, Oakland doesn't got much time left in Oakland. The fans are going to turn out. They're going to go ham. It's going to be a black massacre. We're going to kill the 49ers. <clears throat> Coming home to play the Chargers. Week 10. I got a 7-1. Week 10, or whatever, I'm I'm losing track. 5-1, Yeah, 7-1. Coming home to play the Los Angeles Chargers. That's an automatic win. We'll be fired up from beating San Francisco. We're no let no let down here. Like I said, we beat them earlier in the season at their place, and then we're gonna beat them in Oakland to move up to eight and one. At Arizona and Y'all are going to hate me, but I think we pick up probably our second loss here. Uh, Arizona's one of those teams that's... Well, it depends on their quarterback, but they sneakily... Uh, they're a decent team. I mean, you can't cover Fitzgerald. I mean, they got things going on, and they're well-coached. So I think we pick up our loss there at Arizona, and that's only because we're at Arizona. If the Arizona was in Oakland, it would be a different story. Uh, we would only have one loss in the season so far, but I'll give I'll give that a, a loss. Week eleven, move us to I think eight and two, and then we head out right after we play Arizona. We head out to Baltimore. Baltimore is an interesting game because now Crabtree is part of the mix over there. After we just rudely let go of, or actually it was like moments after the season, him and Del Rio were just gone. Baltimore. Mm. You say what you want about Baltimore, but I think they can still. They can still score. They can still play defense somewhat. Harbaugh is still the coach. He's he's actually a fantastic coach. Um, but Baltimore, I don't think they had us a loss, so we win that one. And that moves us to. That moves us to 9-2. and two. Heading to Kansas City. Or no, Kansas City comes home at 9-2. and two. They're, We're going to win. And I'll tell you the reasons why. They're, Case Keenum is not going... Is not the answer. Uh, or... No, who... No. Who is the quarterback? I don't know. But whoever... Because they... I think they're going to go with the young kid, Mahoney. Case Keenum's on the Broncos. But they're going to play Mahoney or whoever is there. No, it's not going to work. Especially at, in Oakland. It's just not going to work. So that moves us to 10-2. and two. We play Pittsburgh. And I don't know. I keep, I keep thinking we're doing a lot better. Work. Versus Pittsburgh. And this is a, tri- this is a trick trap game because I believe Pittsburgh is going to win. Uh, we're not going undefeated at home. That's just not happening. You got to think wisely about what's happening. And that game is going to be a fun game. But we probably take a loss to Pittsburgh there. That's going to move us to 10-3 and or 11-3. and And then the bad part of the season is coming. 
We go to Cincinnati and we play, I can't think of the Red Rifle's name. But we're going to take a loss in Cincinnati. So we got back-to-back losses at Pittsburgh. Or at home to Pittsburgh. And then at Cincinnati, we take a loss. We come back home to beat Denver. And we crush them. Because we're going to need the mojo. But at the end of the season at Kansas City, we're taking a loss. I think we're going to rest players. People may be injured. Um, Maybe we won't. But I can definitely see us losing to Seattle, Arizona, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, and Kansas City. I think Kansas City, we split one point and one. We're going to go five and one in the division. So you put their loss back when we played them in between Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and we go on a three-game skid. Or we could take a loss to them at the end of the year. And that's only because it's either we we sweep them or we don't. And that's just solely, you know, because Kansas City plays us rough in Kansas in Kansas City. And we have I don't think we've won there in quite some time. But anyways, that's how this this season for my in my shapes out. It could be eleven and five, could be twelve and four. I don't think anything less than 10 and 6. Because uh, Gruden's going to be on fire. And he's ready for the season. Um, he's ready. The guys are ready. I mean, people... You hear rumors about Gruden. And he's built himself into this... This immortal football god. More, almost like John Madden was. But John Madden won stuff. And then became the legend... And similar, Gruden, Gruden was similar. He won something. He went away and became the legend. And now he, the legend is back. He's in the flesh. Madden never had a great comeback. He was a legend just before, you know, he was a legend. And he's an, actually a Raider legend. But John Madden and Madden football. And I know people see those Madden games and don't don't quite put two and two together. But that's John Madden. He was... I mean, those basically are Oakland Raider football games that are you see on the screen. And I know he voices them. I don't know if he does anymore, but I know he was. But that's that's John Madden. It's Madden football. He's a legend. I mean, it would be like Gruden if there was a version of the game called Gruden Mode. Um, but I think the legend's coming in. He steps in the building. The players see him. They know what what he's about uh, his greeting grinders I mean who knows what he's taking from the booth to Oakland but that's how this season shakes out like I said I mean that could be way off we could win we could go 1-15 but I don't think so anybody who knows football doesn't believe that either we're at worst I believe we're 8-8 eight and eight. At best, we're twelve and four, maybe thirteen and three. But after all of that postseason, this is where the Oakland Raiders have to deliver. Not only this year, but they have to deliver with John Gruden as coach. And I'll tell you why. Because with the healthy Derek Carr. And a 12-4 and four season under their belt. 
two years ago removed, Del Rio should not only have beat the Texans, I think the Texans went on to play, I don't know if it was the Texans or Cincinnati, I don't know who we lost to, but I believe it was the Texans. He moves on to play, I think they moved on to play the Patriots, and that could have been the game. That could have been the game, like I said, this year. That could have been the game where we tackle him and Brady just breaks his collarbone and he just never recovers. It would have went down in infamy. And don't kid yourself in saying that, oh, I don't dabble too much in what's-ifs. I don't kid kid myself like that, but Del Rio had us there. Derek Carr had us there. Khalil Mack had us there. The team was there. They didn't walk through the door. Derek Carr wasn't healthy enough. We had... Um, can't think of our backup quarterbacks' names. McGloin and Connor Cook, or whoever was back there. It just didn't work out. With that said, Del Rio shouldn't have been let go so quickly. But I do understand this is John Gruden. This is, like I said, this is a legend coming. This is he's supposed to deliver the goods, and this season he absolutely has to deliver uh, a playoff win and probably a home playoff game. We can't we can't go out like the Rams did last year at home losing to the season savvy uh, Falcons. We could, that just cannot happen. That would be almost tragic if that were to happen. But it just cannot happen. So this year, not only do we have to make the playoffs, but we have to win a game. And I almost have to say we have to get to the AFC Championship game. Because, like I said, Gruden has built himself up. And I got faith in him in this regular season. He's going to be able to dice and slice and manipulate other teams at his own will. But when you get in the playoffs and it's Pittsburgh and it's it's... The Jags wall was going to turn into a, a monstrous defensive powerhouse. And then you got the Patriots. So the Patriots will be there. I don't know where they'll be in the mix of things. But it's hard to pick against them. And it's hard to say that they're not the number one seed overall. But I'm going to this year only because they lost last year. And I believe Tom Brady is finally at that age where he just cannot physically do the things he was doing five years ago, ten years ago. So with that said, yeah, we should definitely make the AFC Championship game. Who knows what's going to happen with Pittsburgh? And honestly, can we... Should we be taking the losses to Blake Bortles? Even though they got a good defense, should we be taking a loss? Should Blake Bortles even be able to throw a pass on us? And, you know, should that even be a possibility? But it, I mean, it sort of is, but... I just can't, like I said, it goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast, the quarterback comparison. I mean, I believe Derek Carr is 10 times better than Blake Bortles. I believe Derek Carr is 10 times better than Marcus Mariota. I believe Derek Carr is 10 times better than whoever is quarterback of the Broncos. I think he's 10 times better than... Whoever's a quarterback of the Bills or the Jets or the Dolphins. 
Uh, he's just not as good, I don't believe yet, as Brady was or Roethlisberger was or Peyton was. But that may, that's coming. So a playoff win is absolutely in order. And I almost have to say he's got to be into the AFC Championship game to warrant his $100 million 10-year coaching bonanza you know, payroll check that he got. And this is where I'm going to segue into the future of the Raiders because, okay, I see us winning one playoff game. I don't know where we land. I don't know if Super Bowls, if I'm just delusional. and probably that's, I'm not saying we're – I'm not that delusional. I'm not saying we're going to win any Super Bowl this year. But I mean, the AFC Championship game is right there in sights. But I, I think we take a loss somewhere, and I don't think we get to the Super Bowl. I don't know if we get out of the AFC side of things. Um, the following season is the last season we're in Oakland. I don't know what the record is for teams that are leaving their stadiums for newer stadiums and somehow make the Super Bowl. But I'm a superstitious kind of guy in some aspects. I do not believe that as we leave Oakland, we're going to win the championship game so that way we could throw a parade in Oakland like, hey, we won, but hey, fuck you, we're out. That's just not happening. Okay. Do you know how bad that would be? Uh, It just... Could you imagine the sour, salty taste that we would leave the city of Oakland? And I'm Oakland. I love the North. I love the East Bay. I love NorCal. I mean, it's just not going to happen. I just don't see that happening. Our first year in Vegas, which would be three years into Gruden's tenure, teams will have film on him. Um... They will have had a chance to now study everything he does and pick his brain. And he's going to have to dig deep into his memories for plays that, you know, and have to dig deep into the archives of football lore to find, you know, teams' secret hidden plays that they run. And that's how he will win games. But I think year three will be a rough year for him. And that'll be a, a leveling season for him. Uh, he'll get back into the mix of football like hey this is a grind this is a mar- this is a marathon it's not, it's not a sprint this football is long and each week is going to be a struggle i think he will be able to manage it um but it's going to be a lot because we're moving into vegas all all people you know staff players the coach people got to Find out where they're living because they play in Vegas. They've got to pack up their stuff, move it, head to Vegas, stay in Vegas. It's hot in the summer, which, you know, you're not going outside like you are up in Oakland. You know, Marshawn's walking around Oakland, you know, in a shirt and hanging out in the hood and ordering up, you know, Subway and donating turkeys. This is not happening in Vegas, not with that heat. Um, 
casino life is right there. The young players that never been want to sneak off to the big hotels and see strippers and high-end female, you know. That's something that's going to be hard to overcome, so that year three will be rough. Heading into the year four, after we've, the dust has settled and people are okay, we've, they're in Vegas, it's happening. I believe we will get a Super Bowl in Vegas promptly. Probably the second year in. And to my knowledge, maybe it's the second or third year in, but to my knowledge, no team has ever had a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl home field game. No team. Absolutely zero in the 50-some-odd Super Bowls that they are. 52, I think. No team has ever played at their own home Super Bowl. So we are not going to change that. So if the Super Bowl is host, hosted in year four in, in Gruden's tenure, the second year we're in Vegas, and guess what? We are not reaching the Super Bowl. Regardless of what any delusional... Fan will tell you that we have the ultimate chance of being the first thing that's just not happening. Ask Minnesota how that went for them last year. They were the closest team to it, and they absolutely got rocked by the Eagles. They, I think the Vikings actually smelt the Super Bowl. Like, wow, we just got to beat the Eagles, and we're in the Super Bowl. We're at home. We're going to win. They had already had the Super Bowl in sights. The Eagles said nope. Threw a haymaker right across their dome. Leveled him. And the Vikings, I don't know, but they may not recover from that beating. Actually, I think they will, but it's going to be a dog dog season for them next year. They're not going to have this ultimate defensive year that they had last year. This year. Coming to year five with Gruden in the cast, Derek Carr, Khalil Mack. He had better get the job done, man. You can't be, you can't have a ten-year contract and deliver one Super Bowl. You got to deliver at least two to three, at minimum two. So he had better pick it up in season five with us, because I believe at that point it will be a make or break for Gruden. He may just retire if it's not to fruition. But I think whatever head coach comes in, maybe an assistant coach, a defensive coach that was learning under him, if that's not the case, if we don't bring a championship in those five years, I think that at that point the change will come and it'll come right in time for the Raiders to win. If Gruden doesn't bring one himself. If he brings one himself, we have the pieces in place. Now Derek Carr stays healthy. We should be able to get two uh, within these 10 years. And that's not bad. One every five years is what is not bad. It's what the Giants have. Uh, they got two Super Bowls out of Eli. Maybe third, maybe, maybe not. But the Raiders, you know, these next couple years, this year coming up is going to be a fun year. I, I'm, I'm all for winning games, and the Raiders winning games again. Uh, like I said, I was a fan... Growing up, junior high was never into the whole Dallas Cowboy thing. It was not a 49er thing. 
Uh, I certainly don't like the Rams and that baby blue and that golden yellow is just absolutely atrocious. It's, it's actually the closest thing you can get to dog shit as a uniform color base. But I actually think that title right now goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their cream orange that they wear once a blue moon. That is probably the worst. You know, I'd, I'd like to make a whole podcast about the team's colors because I do like the black look. Uh, I wish we could do an all-black uni with some silver trimming. NFL, get it together. The Ravens do it. Uh... I think even the 49ers had black jerseys one a year or two ago. And that was stupid. Uh, they have no business being Raider colors. Like, we don't have no business being black and gold. Um, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to winning and winning on a regular basis. Uh, a lot of teams do it. You know, the Packers fans are always yapping. And I'm not a, I'm not a Raider airhead. I know what my team is capable of. And I'm always going to give you the honest opinion. Like Last year, I thought we were going to do good. We trended downwards, and then you could just see the wheels falling off. Every other game was just like, this was going on. No, that's wrong. But I think Gruden doesn't have that happen to him. We build up a huge head of steam. The team is going to roll. The Raiders will roll. Amari Cooper will roll. Uh, I love our receiving court right now. It's Martavius Bryant, Amari Cooper. Um, wow, what is the ex-Packer? Jordy Nelson? Is he on our team? Jordy? Yeah, I believe. I think it's Jordy's on our team. I forget which Packer. Oh, we still got Seth Roberts. We got a receiving core. We've got a running back core. Washington, Marshawn, Dougie. I'm excited for Doug Martin because Doug Martin is going to be able to once... I'm not sure how Gruden's going to do it, but you run them one-two tandem. Um, you put Marshawn in in third down situations with Dougie. Maybe he's, you know, comes in a series, he goes out of series, but I think they're going to hammer teams they're going to hammer teams. It's just that those running backs and the little safeties are not going to be able to tackle Doug Martin's small frame and Marshawn's elusiveness and his beast modeness. It's just not... I think we're going to be, overall, the running game is going to set up our passing game. And when that's slightly not working, Washington, we can swing plays out and... Amari Cooper down the field is going to take the top off defense this season. I think Gruden knows what Amari Cooper... I think he studied Martavius Bryant thoroughly. I know he knows what Jordy is capable of. Uh, that receiving core is right now... is It's a nightmare for any team to cover as long as they stay healthy and are catching balls, Amari. Our offense should be fun. That's why I say week one, we probably go 30 points plus against the Rams in that defense. And I think we're going to level off at some point in the season, scoring 20, 27 points, 24 points, 17 points. But the game one, we're throwing the kitchen sink. We're throwing the whole cabinet. We're throwing the laundry mat. We're throwing all the detergent at you. We're throwing 
he's throwing everything at that head coach. He's going to run plays that that head coach has not even seen in Madden or anywhere on written on a piece of paper. Um, trick plays aside, Gruden's going to throw the book, and I that game will be, if not into the 40s in the points, in the high 30s, 37, 39 points, something along those lines. I think every possession we score, we kick a field goal or score a touchdown or take the football away. With that said, our defense is a question mark, but I believe if we're putting up points, that defense can then tee off on teams, and that's how we're going to play. Uh, the offense is going to go. The offense is going to score, and your offense better score because our defense is coming for the interceptions. We are coming to strip you. We are coming to sack you. Uh, we're not going to play conservative defense where we're going to cover people and let. Teams march three or four yards on us at a time. We're going to hit you. Uh, Chuck that ball in there. We're hitting you. Hand it off. We're sending. We're loading the box. That's just how we're going to play because we will have a lead or we will be even in the score most of our games. Our losses will be teams figuring out how to keep the ball away from us at the end and then have to score on us at the end of the games or at the end of halves. With all that said, um, I'm excited for the Raiders this year. I can't wait. Um, It's coming soon. I wanted to do this podcast because I knew it was on my mind. I wanted to do it. I was actually excited once I started doing podcasts. I knew I was going to talk about sports. And I know I'm talking about sports in the Raiders uh, season. And I will do more podcasts as games go on. I want to do a podcast during the game or at the end of the fourth quarter in the heat of game i've already talked to my bro and a couple of my friends we would like to do a podcast you know on a random monday night game a random thursday night game we just get together and just talk about this game and what we're watching so you guys can hear us how we watch the games um but i'm excited personally for the raiders season because i know something special is cooking for the raiders not only this year but since we had our 12 and 4 season two years ago the raiders are now trending upwards it's a fun time to be a Raider fan now after mulling through season after seasons of being just total crap. We're back. The Raiders are back. The signing of Gruden was that we're back. It doesn't matter if he doesn't give us a championship in the first five years. We're back. We're winning games. It's going to be an excitement, an exciting thing to watch every time we step on the field. Regardless, we're not going to have no snoozing games of 63 score. Every game is going to be 20 points from here on out. Whether or not we lose 40 to 20 or 27 to 20, we're going to score 20 points. 17 to 20 to 24 points every game. Um, I'm running out of time, guys, but like I said, this this cast is up. As the season goes on, I'm going to talk more Raider football. Uh, the next sports podcast is coming up with my bro and my friend. We're going to run down both AFC and NFC sides of things. And I'm probably going to try to convince them to give us their Super Bowl predictions. So stay tuned. Uh, Thank you all for whoever's out there listening to my stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, This is... The D is... Silent, yo. I'm out.